this week's episode of the DIF ABA podcast. If you're a first-time listener, this is a podcast where we talk about children's behaviors and how best to assist them use their behavior to benefit maximally from life's experience. And I'm your host, Dr. Lillian Kerubo, a pediatrician and a behavior therapist. This season, we are talking about non-violent methods of behavior modification. And today's episode is titled Positive Reinforcement. Oftentimes, as parents, guardians, grandparents, teachers, and all who take care of children, both neurodiverse and neurotypical, wait till they misbehave, then punish them for it. Do we offer guidance on what behavior is expected prior to them making a mistake? When we apply and get jobs, we are given a job description as adults, so we know what is expected of us in that position. The same should be done for children. They should be guided to know what is expected of them as far as their behavior is concerned. Once they have understood our expectations, we should look out for when they actually behave well and reward that. If we ignore good behavior, children will most likely misbehave to get our attention. We learned last last, uh, podcast episode about how important the attention of a parent is to a child, even if it 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 means the child needs to misbehave for them to get that attention. They will do it. Positive reinforcement rewards good behavior as a means of increasing its occurrence. So a positive reinforcer is an activity, an event, or a substance that is given when a child behaves in the manner that we expect them to so that we encourage them to continue and repeat that same behavior. We need to catch our children being good instead of always waiting for them to be bad and then catch them being bad. As humans, we suffer from negative bias, which means our brains respond more noticeably to negative stimuli such as kids' misbehavior than to positive ones. When a child misbehaves, it evokes a very strong reaction in us because we are hardwired to prevent danger or threat or possible bad outcome. The brain picks up on our aversion to bad behavior and attaches negative emotions to it and then ingrains it deep in our memory. So we never forget it when our kids misbehave, yet we always forget when they behave well. Can you imagine? That is very, very sad. This affects our response and our relationship with our kids. So if we always focus on when our kids are doing the wrong things, We will learn to resent them and then attach negative feelings and negative attitudes towards our own children, which is not good. So we have to be conscious. We have to be intentional about catching them being good because our personalities, our memories, our thoughts, our responses are naturally geared towards getting the negative out of our children. So we have to plan to be intentional when they are behaving in the positive manner when they are doing the right thing we have to actually be positive and be mindful about it so that we notice it and reward it here are the steps to follow in order to perform positive reinforcement correctly number one you have to communicate your expectations clearly and as many times as required till you are sure that your child has understood them While we all imagine or we all think that children are naturally going to behave well, uh, it will surprise us that sometimes children may not behave well unless they've been told what well means. 
Okay, so the natural inclination of a child, although innocent, may sometimes not result in behavior that we term as good. So children, just like adults, need to be told in advance what the expectations are in terms of their behavior. For teenagers, you may have to explain the reason behind this expectation and with the possible rewards for achieving the expectation and the consequences of not meeting the expectations. Remember, teenagers are not small children that you can just dictate to. They will require the reason behind it. They will require a research study. They will require comparative analysis with other behaviors. So you have to be very detailed with teenagers. For neurodiverse children, you have to break down that expectation into small, simple, one-step instructions. So for a child who is in the spectrum, you don't expect to we don't expect you to speak a whole paragraph on why you expect them to wipe after themselves after going to the toilet, for example. We expect you to tell them, wipe your bum. Simple, in a way that they can understand. You may need to use models, you may need to use animations, you may need to use pictures and videos, depending on the level of comprehension of the child. Make sure the instructions are realistic and practical, depending on the child's age and developmental stage. Number two, you need to observe your child for a period of time after you have communicated your expectations. And if you see them stumbling, because this is a new field that they are entering into, you need to offer assistance where they are having difficulty remembering or following through on the instructions. So you don't just communicate the instruction and then let it go. You communicate, you emulate, you set an example, and you assist, at least in the first few days or weeks. Behavior charts and reminder charts are good at promoting memory because children sometimes tend to forget, especially if they are, have ADHD. So it would be nice to have behavior charts or reminder charts so that they can cue the children into what they're supposed to be doing. Number three, when they behave as expected, for example, if you wanted them to share toys, when they actually share the toys, if you wanted them to ask before they take stuff, if they actually do that, if you wanted them to take dishes to the sink after completing their meal, if they do that, if you wanted them to make their bed when they wake up, when they do that, or if you wanted them to use the toilet or the potty as opposed to diapers, when they actually do what you expected them to do, it is important that you notice that and you reward that. That reward is what we call a reinforcer. If you do not notice, they will consider you a liar, they will consider you somebody who has no goals, and they will stop listening to you. So it is important that you notice when they actually meet their expectations and that you reinforce that. There are three types of positive reinforcers that you can use. You can use a verbal positive reinforcer. A verbal reinforcer is just like a praise. You can tell the child, good boy, good girl. You know, good job. You can tell the child, yay, you did well. That verbal recognition, that praise is sometimes enough to help a child to continue doing that good behavior. Another positive reinforcer can also be an activity. If you know your child loves an, an activity, maybe swimming, maybe skating, maybe um, playing a certain game, an educational game on the tablet, you tell them, uh, since you washed your dishes, since you, you tidied up your room, since you shared your toys, your reward is you get an extra hour of swimming or 
you get an extra 30 minutes of your educational game on the tablet. So that's an activity. A positive reinforcer can also be a token. And this is very good for teenagers especially. You know, teenagers are no longer satisfied with just that good boy or good girl or good job. Now they want something that they can use in their lives. And oftentimes it is money. If it's not money, you can also use redeemable cards or stars. So you give them a star and then you agree that maybe if you get 50 stars or 100 stars, you, you that is equivalent to $1 or 50 shillings so that they can redeem it. Okay, That also helps them to learn about saving, learn about uh, the concept of working for pay. It also helps them to manage their time and manage their money. So for teenagers, you might have to step up the game a bit. Positive reinforcements work on desired behaviors that are relatively easy to reproduce. For example, sharing of toys, tidying up, making the bed, and kindness. Those are some of the behaviors that you can promote using positive reinforcement. Now, when you are doing positive reinforcement, initially, when the child is behaving in the expected manner, you have to reinforce every time that child does that. For example, if you are working towards sharing your to the, the toys, every time the child shares the toys, make sure you reward it and you reinforce it when you are starting out. Once you know, you realize that the child will do it even without a reinforcer, even without a reward, then you reduce the rewards. This is because we are trying to prevent something called overuse or moral hazard when you go to research. Moral hazard is when you give somebody some money so that they can give you information. If you continue doing it for long, then they will be giving you information even just to get the money, not necessarily because they're giving you the right information. So for children, if you, con if you reward them every time continuously for a long period of time that they perform unexpected behavior, they'll get used to that reward. Then it will stop being meaningful and they will no longer engage in that expected behavior. So once you realize that the child will still do the behaviors expected even without a reward, then you reduce the rewards and you space them out. Okay, And when you space them out, it should not be predictable rewards. For example, if your child makes the bed every day, don't now reward them every Tuesday because the child now will know and will expect it. So it has to be random. Even for you, you don't plan it out. It has to be random rewards. That's how to encourage a child to continue with a good behavior. You still reward, but you space it and you make it random. Thank you so much for joining me this week. This week we are going to promote a reminder chart whose link I will attach to the show notes so that you can follow and look at an example and you can contact me if you need one made for you or for your child. Remember to reach out to me on Facebook. I'm in a group called Marvelous Defabilities. On Instagram, I am at Defaba and on Twitter, I am at MDefabilities. Please remember to share this episode with those who you think will benefit and let's meet again next time for the next episode. See you later.